Hey, good people. This is Sharika, EB, and Sabrina. You're listening to The Kickback. Glad you decided to pull up. Welcome to The Kickback, another episode. We are... Well, you'll just cut it out, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, EB, I won't just cut it out. That's how it is at the kickback. You know, how are you? That's how, that's how it is. See? You no, I will not be cutting it. I feel good. I'm going to start off with my temperature check. My temp check. My temp check is about an 85 right now, even with that blooper that you guys have just been able to experience. How about you, Sharika? How you doing? I'm doing great. I am doing great. I am a good 90 degrees. So I would be a 400. Only thing that really is keeping me down is this hot weather in Florida. Besides that, I am doing great. The Lord is good. I got nothing to complain about. Sabrina? I don't even know. Like, I'm not bad, but you know, it's kosher. Is that a thing that people say? Did I make that up? No, I know that's not. But I was going to say, are we off that? I mean, is that offensive now? I mean, you. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I will cut some stuff out. <laughs> no, we ain't cutting it out. Oh, we ain't cutting so it out. We ain't cut out um, Let me just with... see. That's why I should have stuck with the numbers, okay? I am a 70. Okay. That's nice. Some, I like 70, 70 degrees. Yes. And you know, it's not like crazy hot, mm-hmm. but it's good. I like a 70. I'm good. So, we're going to talk about who's invited to our kickback today. This gentleman is an actor, writer, producer, comedian, and director. He is none other than Tyler Perry. I didn't want to, you know, drag it out because he's just so fabulous. I didn't want to do that to this man. He was listed in Forbes as the highest paid man in entertainment. I thought that was like crazy, but that does not surprise me. The amount of movies that he has put out. I was looking at the years that he was putting out movies. It's like one almost every year this man, and not just one, sometimes he puts out more than one movie a year. But the thing that I really wanted to talk about today, why he's invited to the kickback, he really started from the bottom. And now this man is really here. You know, he used to live in his car and all that. But what I really think is wonderful is that he in 2015 acquired a 300 acre former military base in Atlanta. And that is where he built the Tyler Perry Studios. First of all, before we even get to the pictures of the studio, the invitation to the opening of the studios was crazy. Beyond that, I wanted to go into like or not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Behold, I stand at the door. <laughs> not 2020. Wow. What in the world? Like, you try to figure out, like, I've been knocking right. at the door and nobody invited me to the table. I like how we all just was looking like, we were like, stop all that. We were looking. I felt oh like E.B. was about to run. He oh, I was definitely, I was out. Like, I just looked up and I ain't seen nothing. I'm just like, hold on, we inside. So um, he was about to run. He was about to leave us. The vibe. I, I thought the vibe. It was like we all took that breath. Yeah, the vibe. So should we, 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 we go room. ahead and continue to tell him about our invitee for today? And I'm gonna check out. Oh, <gasps> see, this is why we can't be doing the podcast in here because people be <laughs> out of control. <laughs> And it's lunchtime too. Tell these folks, you know, I love this is her. Hilarious. So I was like, what is going let's on? just switch it up and invite her to the kickback today. Come on, Mama 
<laughs> See, that's why we got to be doing this early in the morning or late at night because yeah. during the day, Girl, my heart dropped to the we floor. We love you too, Mom. We're recording, so we're going to have to holla at you later. So, yes, yeah, wow. who you invited okay. to the kickback? So, Tyler Perry acquired 330 acres of former military base in Atlanta, which he converted into his studios. He has used his studios to film several different movies, TV shows like The Walking Dead. And one of the first movies that I did not realize that he filmed at his studio was part of Black he is doing big things over there and one of the cool things that I love about Tyler Perry and this studio is that he took the time to name each of his sound stages after different black artists and entertainers because a lot of times you know people of color don't always get the recognition that they deserve like in mainstream media but Mr. Perry wanted to acknowledge and honor these black artists so he named stages after people like Denzel Washington, Oprah Winfrey, Ali Berry, Sidney Poitier, Della Reese, Spike Lee, Harry Belafonte, Cicely Tyson, Whoopi Goldberg, Diane Carroll, and Will Smith. What a beautiful way to honor people that you appreciate their work, their life dedication to entertainment by naming a soundstage after. Not only is he trying to make his own way in this world, but he also wants to acknowledge those who have come before him, but also put on people who are coming up in the game. So shout out to Tyler Perry and thank you for all you do for the people, okay? And so that's why he's invited to our kickback today. I love him and I also feel like he has that inner petty in him that I have <laughs> and that he would have a movie that would show up on BT or Lifetime shot in the Will Smith studio called Entanglement. Y'all can see Did it. Did he? <laughs> no, I said Oh, I, I was like, like she I can she see, see it happening. <laughs> okay, that would be hilarious. I know. If he did that. I don't know. Would that be honoring Will? I think Will would be happy. Will had a comeback. Will thought it was funny. He sure did do a little diss rap, I guess you could call it. I don't know if it was a diss rap, but called, I think it was Unentangled. I don't know, but what's my, was it? I don't remember, but I know he had something that he did a little rap. I just feel like he's at that level where no response would have been the best, like the most appropriate. You're Will Smith. Like, you don't have to respond. Anyway, I'm not going to diss him. No, I'm definitely not going to diss him either. And shout out to Tyler Perry for coming to have a seat at the table. We appreciate him yeah. and the gifts and the gems that he's been able to give us within the great world of entertainment. So today on our major look, I thought it would be fun to do something to help y'all get to know us a little bit more. I know we've just been doing this podcast about a month and we've talked about a lot of different topics so far and we shared a little bit about ourselves in our first episode, but today we're gonna share a little bit more about ourselves and we're gonna answer some questions for you guys. So just so you guys know who are listening, we're literally grabbing just random questions and diving into whatever they say. If you could have one superpower what would it be? I would have to go with invisibility. Sometimes I don't want to see certain people <laughs> and to be around y'all. And other times, I want to know what other people are saying. So I want to dive into a room and say, so let me see what you was really saying. Because you probably just lied to my face. And mm-hmm. something in me just wants to know more. And I could travel like anywhere. I'm just hopping on the plane, sitting on the float. I'm flying to Dubai <laughs> for the fridge. So I would be all on that. <laughs> so, but if, even if you're in the room, invisible, you, you can't make yourself known. You got to be quiet. I will be, but it's me just knowing. I'm invisible. They won't know that I'm there. I know that I'm there. 
So I would be able to know. So you would call them out, hey, I remember, but how do you know, sir? You weren't in the meeting. I won't be calling them out. I'll just know that energy when I see oh, them next time. Okay. Okay. Like, you don't really feel that way. You're lying to me in my face right now. In the meeting, you felt a whole nother way. I don't know. I feel like having the gift of discernment is kind of edging the lines of what he's saying. And how many times have we spoken truth to power and it does not turn out how you think <laughs> it's going to? So I don't know that I want to know because sometimes I do know things and speaking that out, it doesn't matter if it's facts. They don't care. True. So that I see where you're coming from because Harry Potter definitely killed it with an invisibility cloak. But I don't know. I think my superpower, and y'all might laugh at this, and it's so like typical, I guess, but I think I want to fly. I just love nature. I love hiking. I just love being outside. Every time I see birds fly, or recently I got to do my first high air balloon ride ever, and it was incredible. I love skydiving. I've only done once, but I loved it, and there's just something about being above it all. Okay, there's a word in that, too, yeah. but we don't have to get into it. <laughs> I think mine would be flying. What I about you, Sharika? sounds fun. I would do teleportation. So I could just nice. pop up anywhere, anytime. And I really just say that mainly because I think about all of my friends and families that are far away from me. And I was like, I just like to pop up and just at a so-and-so's birthday party without having to buy the plane ticket and all that stuff. Eliminate the traffic and all that good stuff. See, and if you was invisible and if you could fly, it would be the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that like, we all like, have somewhat the similar thing of getting places where other people can't get to. That's true. I just imagine Evie sitting in the aisle invisible and then somebody's tripping over it. Like the drink cart. You can't even have a drink. Where did you go when the drink cart comes down? And then, okay, if the plane goes down or if you're on the boat, they're not going to have a life jacket for you. They didn't have you I'm taking somebody else's home. I'm invisible. So you're invisible and you're a criminal and you're taking this <laughs> So I'm just supposed to die because I'm invisible? See, that's why I'll skip the whole plane. I'll just pop up wherever I need to be. That is a good one. I didn't think about that. I, I like to pop up. All right, I'll choose the next one. How many places have you looked? I'm going to alter this one and say how many states. Because I've lived in different places, okay, but good. I've lived in three states, born and raised in North Kakalaki. Do people still say that about North Carolina? I don't know, but I, don't know. That's what you but I love, <laughs> love, love, love the Carolinas, and I thought I would live there forever. Not in my hometown. I knew that was dead, but I thought I was going to live in Charlotte, North Carolina forever, the Queen City. I love the seasons. When I first went to school, I went to school in Kentucky for my undergraduate uh, year, but I only was there a year and a half. Y'all heard why. I'm um, got to get back into that. So left Kentucky, beautiful state though, and then went back to North Carolina, and now I live in the great state of Florida. I will say the second time I lived in North Carolina after I graduated from college, I lived like three minutes from the South Carolina line, and anytime I needed gas, I would just hop to South Carolina because it was cheaper. Uh, So I kind of lived in North Carolina, but basically... North Carolina, Kentucky, Florida. I will never live in Texas, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. That's not it. But I can see myself living in the West, like mm-hmm. a Colorado. Like I love the outdoors or Oregon, so beautiful. But the deep, deep South, no. <laughs> all right, Sharika, what about okay, you? Okay, I was trying to think of all the places. I'm glad you said states. That will help me try to figure out where how many places I've lived. Okay, I was born in the U.S. Virgin Islands in St. Thomas. So I was born on the island. I moved to Maryland, and then I lived in Georgia. Then I moved to Virginia. Then I went back to Georgia, and now I'm in Florida. So I've lived in five states, one island. Nice. Oh, living it up. And I'm going to be the difficult one because I've only lived in one state. You're so- lying. 
Yeah, I've only stayed in Florida my whole life. And I've stayed in three cities. Um, Inwood, or some people say One Haven, but I say Inwood because I don't claim the other side of One Haven. Port Charlotte, where I stayed for about seven years or so. And where I reside now in Tampa. Don't tell my business where we reside now. Either. <laughs> I don't know where y'all reside at. I'm saying where I reside at. That's fine. Y'all are welcome to pull up anytime. Okay, so this one as is, where is your favorite place you've ever traveled. I can go ahead and start that off hands down, Haiti. Ooh. Like just being home, home with people um, from the same lineage of me, seeing family members who I can't see daily, the food, the culture, the environment. Haiti is definitely my favorite place. I was thinking about that question myself and I wanted to, I mean, it is where I was born, my birthplace. I thought I was like, do I really want to say my favorite place that I've traveled is the Virgin Islands? I don't know, but can't beat the food and the environment, the relaxed culture. I don't know. Oh, man, it's so hard to say. And I think I, it's because I also, there's fun and exciting things everywhere you go. It's, it's fun and new things. So mm-hmm. it's hard to say what's the best place. But I'm just going to go with my birthplace because I only lived there until I was three years old. So I don't really remember a lot from living there. But when I get to travel back to St. Thomas to see family and whatnot, yeah, I got to say that. I'm like thinking at first when Evie said Haiti, I was like, oh, I'll say Haiti, you know, but then I thought, okay, if we're in the States, it's definitely, definitely between Colorado and Vermont for me because I love skiing and what I've said this like three times this podcast, but I love nature and it's so beautiful. And both of those places had the best skiing of my life and just the mountain views and the clean air and not overly populated the places that I was. So I just like being able to see trees and ski and all that kind of stuff. Outside of the US, whoo, that is so hard. Haiti is beautiful. And Haiti is the first time I saw the mountains and like the oceans meet like at one place. It's always been one or the other. So when I went there, I was like, yo, this is a postcard. Like I can mm. definitely retire here. But I think London, the history there, uh, it's go- and then you have to think like, you know, I'm a thespian. So I got to see the Globe Theater and wow. all that kind of stuff. So oh, that's really hard. Say that T word again. Thespian? Just to make sure. I know, <laughs> I know, I know yeah. some of our listeners. Oh, some of our listeners going to be like, I thought she said she was married. <laughs> like, just, I just want to make sure. That I should say, uh, I am a person who studied theater, <laughs> and I love acting and all that kind of stuff. So, you know. I don't forgot I Shakespeare. went to London. I've been I there to too many that. times. Yeah, but like, isn't it? I've been like four awesome times. Say, I didn't even great. redo London. I only went once, and I went with for a conference, so I didn't really get to do a lot of seeing the site. So I really need Let's to do London Let's redo it again. together. Can I make up a I was just going to say, can I do Colorado with you? I want to kind of go off of that question. First place you guys have been out of the country. For me, Because Andy's been everywhere. Okay, so Haiti. But like other places uh, I've been is Antigua, Barbados, mm-hmm. Bahamas. Jamaica, England, Switzerland, South Africa. First time I was 16, my history class, if you had an A, you could go to Italy. So I went to Italy. Mm, All I I remember about Italy is caring about, like, what my hair looked like in the outfits. And I'm like, no, no. (laughs) I think I I was a little bit too young to appreciate Mm. it, really. And we went all over. Italy, Spain, Sweden, Jamaica, Barbados, Haiti, London, Germany, Canada, Wow. Uh, and a lot of it outside of Italy in Canada, that was not with my church, but I feel like every other one, every other one was with my church. That's what it feels like, yeah. even for me. Shout wow. out to my church. My church be doing yeah, it. Yeah, I did, like, of course, I've been to Antigua and St. Thomas because that's where my parents are from. But I've been to, with my church, Costa Rica. You've been to England, 2015, we went England. together. I 
have been to, oh my gosh, Spanish-speaking country. It's a lot of those. Spain. I know. I've not Spain. Uh, Portugal, Brazil. Brazil. Well, they speak. Wow, this no, is they, terrible. They speak Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will come back to that. Man. That's that, a good question, man. That is yeah, crazy that I can't. It will come back to me in the le- random when, randomly when I speak out in the podcast and I yell this place out. Peru. Oh, my Peru. gosh. Finally. Okay. Yes. I went to Peru. Yes. So, yeah. I've been to a few places. Man, I feel like there's more, but I can't think of them right now. Is there a book that has changed your life, Sabrina? Outside of the Bible? If you want to say the Bible, then it'll be that. If it's a book, Bible, and another book. Definitely that. I remember the first time I read through the Bible. It took me nine years because you know how it is. You be on, you be off again. <laughs> but then the second time I read through the Bible, I did it in a year. And, yeah, it's really just been those two times. I'm reading through the Bible again right now. This might be another nine-year one. <laughs> with a consistent you know consistency outside of the bible i will just say can i tweak this question too sorry i will say uh east of eden by john standek he wrote grapes of wrath never read that not really into the farm life kind of book i'm pretty sure that's what that's about the great depression Mm -hmm. but east of eden knocked me off my socks i think i was in ninth grade when i read that book because he gets through this whole thing about choice the hebrew word for choice Tim Shell, and he's like, that's what makes all the difference. And as a kid who grew up with, not, I had a great, great childhood and all that, but just like so many things put on me, whether it's my skin color or my gender or whatever else, that book at the end, he was like, it's the choice that we have that makes all the difference, no matter your past history, no matter what anybody puts on you, you have a choice to design and live the life you want to live. So shout out to that great book. Those two books really, you know, change my life. What about you guys? I'll go. Um, I know I know a few podcasts ago I said I'm not a huge reader. I do like to, now that I've met audiobooks, I, it's been a whole new level. I've been on a whole lot of different books. One of the books that I really loved was The Shack. I know that was like popular, uh, but, and I know it's not a super intellectual book, but it really, the thing that I loved about that book is that it helped me not to put God in a box because. God was presented, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, was presented in so many different forms, in forms that people were not expecting, or the way that we, um, in culture, our culture kind of like looks at God. Um, So I love that book because it helped me to open my mind on how I see God and how I think God intercedes and interacts in my life by how he was portrayed. And, And not that I'm saying that the God in that book is how God is, but it just helped me to stop limiting who I think God is. For me, um, one of the books would have to be Charlotte's Web. Aww. Um, part of it is because of just the author is E.B. White. So just something <laughs> had clicked in that. But also, see? <laughs> I love that movie. I never read the book, but I did love that movie. The book definitely ties. It's one of those few, I would say, that ties into what the, I guess, the movie actually shows. But you, you're sitting there seeing this young little girl by the name of Fern taking somewhat of a care for um, an animal that's a pig, and most people isolate the pig. And then you have Charlotte, the spider, who finds a way to save the pig. And then, like, of course, Charlotte dies. Um, and it's, but, Spoiler alert. But, hey, if you, if you don't know that <laughs> by now, then you should be listening to the podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You should be listening. But it's just a good book. And I would say, I think it gave me a perspective at a very young age, the value of life. Um, just watching how Charlotte dove into the life of the pig and the rat. I think it was Templeton or something yes. like that. Yeah. And just these other characters of just like, hey, we have to value what we have and the people 
um, that's in our life. And so that was something that was definitely, I guess, a highlight for me. Another question. Sharika got us with this one. All right. Ooh, this is my topic. What is your favorite food? I am a foodie. Oh, man. It's so hard because I have a few favorites. But I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to, right now, seafood. I've been craving seafood lately, so seafood. I love seafood. Disgusting. What? what? I'm allergic to it, so it's disgusting. Oh, <laughs> I love eating seafood. I'm with Sharika. I, I was, was gonna go with Italian as well, uh, but I, but I, I still feel shamed because I haven't really had Italian from like Italy. So you know they say you you haven't really had the food unless you've had it from where it originated. But the Italian American Italian that I've had has been is also great too. All I know is when I was in Italy, that's the second thing I remember getting ulcers from eating all the acidic food I was oh. used to, and then I was eating all with the ice cream because my mouth, like it was so acidic, it was oh, good. Wow. But yeah, so I, that's why I got to run that back. Uh, but I like seafood too. I was pescatarian for about seven years, pretty much until I met Doug, and then it, he was, it was just a wrap. It wasn't going to work out. But I love seafood. So usually a seafood pasta mm, is like my go-to yeah. or like the Cheesecake Factory. So salmon. I love salmon. So sorry, Evie. You go on your own island. Oh, I'm on my own island and my food comes from the island. So oh, I would just say Haitian food, um, rice, mm. beans, and some form of meat or vegetables. Seriously? It's just, you can I never fail. Eat. Rice, beans, and chicken, rice, beans, and beef, rice, vegetables, and pork. I know some of y'all don't eat pork, but mm. I do. But just I island food, food is just where it's at. Oh, I forgot. No, it's okay. <laughs> and your mama gonna hear this too. Oh, geez. That's a, and my family. That's so embarrassing. Island food all day. Too. Nah, you said Italian food. Listen, I love all the foods, okay? Sharika, describe your perfect day. As a resident foodie, as I just stated. It will be surrounded around meals, okay? A good place for breakfast. Waking up, whenever I got up, whenever I felt like it, not for a, with an alarm clock, just rising up. Whenever my body's awake, relaxing, then getting ready, going to a good breakfast place, having a nice, mm, probably French toast situation with bacon and good hash browns, and then relaxing in the afternoon. Hey, if this day includes, I can have however much money I want, then I would probably be going shopping. And then um, maybe go to the beach, because I love the beach. Having a, a get-together with friends at the beach would be cool with a good barbecue situation at the beach so that covers my lunch. After that, a nice dinner at, oh, I'm thinking a good dinner at Magiano's because that's one of my places. And then just chilling in the evening with a movie and maybe like a camp, a camp party. I would say mine's are somewhat similar. Um, and I say similar as in the food part. Mm -hmm. Solid meals throughout the day, waking up late. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Probably sleeping in definitely, so probably a eleven or twelve o'clock brunch type of setting. Yeah. Um, of course, with the lovely bride of mine, with the wifey. Probably sometime in the afternoon, linking up with either family or friends to just hang out, crack jokes, in laws, stuff like that. It's always a good vibe. I would say ninety five percent of the time when I'm with family. Uh, sometimes you know, families just be family. <laughs> um, probably, probably playing some form of pickup basketball with my younger cousins to let them know I still got it, and to <laughs> embarrass them on the court. And then a late night dinner um, somewhere, probably one of those places where like you got like an ocean type view, Ooh, even nice. though you don't have seafood, but just like that, you're on the balcony or something or you're outdoors and you can hear like the waves and stuff like that. So that'll probably be something for me. Okay. I definitely wake up at 5.30 a.m. From there, I brush my teeth, right? Because I like to brush my teeth first. I wash my face. I have one hour of hot yoga. 
I then go back and I take a shower. After that, breakfast at the Waffle House. I'm getting cheese grits, scrambled eggs, and the raisin toast with apple butter and the strawberry <laughs> jam. After that, I'm going to go get my nails done. After that, I'm going to go get a full body massage Ooh. with some aroma therapy. Yes, we need <laughs> With yeah, some type of that. aroma therapy. After that, I'm going to chill with a good book or like my favorite movie. Probably a good book because I like to read. I like to be locked in on that. After that, I'm going to meet up with friends either for just like a meetup or like a tea because I'm not a coffee drinker, but something like that. After that, I'm going to get into some type of physical activity, whether that be dance or or I could get into some acting thing like some improv work or something pretty much I'm going to spend the next couple of hours doing that I'm going to have dinner at the cheesecake factory I'm going to get the miso salmon I was telling you guys about which is so good with the brown rice and only the brown bread okay <laughs> can we talk about how they ran out of brown bread during the pandemic because I went for my birthday this year and no brown Go bread why are we doing bread uh, if they ain't no brown bread I don't know. I'm like what does that have to do with COVID but <laughs> I'm sure I'm just I'm just joking you guys I get that there are a whole bunch of little nuances that it impacts so then after that you know me and Bay, we gotta have the bait time I'm married I'm allowed that's gonna get be on and popping <laughs> after we have a good meal that's the best time and after that we usually fall asleep but when we wake back up we're going to watch one of our favorite shows, do our devotions together, and then go to bed. That's my day. You had this day ready. Because literally, my favorite date I do on my birthday I was just going to say, year, sounds like your birthday. And I just tweaked it a little bit. I'm an introvert, so and I know I keep saying that to you, but my birthday, I usually don't even like to tell people when it is because I like to do that day by myself and do all these things. Every birthday, <laughs> Waffle House, nails done, that's a wrap, so... You were very specific. All right, and it's my turn with the next question. What are your current hobbies? My job and church. I'm, <laughs> I'm, kidding. Say <laughs> I'm kidding. Pretty much reading. I'm trying to get back into dancing as much as I did before I moved to Florida. That reading, honestly, mm -hmm. I haven't really gotten. Oh, and running and biking. This podcast. Right now, <laughs> that's what it is. My hobby is this podcast right now. It's really all I'm up to right now. I would say mine is probably sleeping and playing basketball and then bothering people. I just like messing with people. I think that's really one of my... When I say messing with people, I'm talking about like getting people to dig deeper and be critical thinkers for themselves. That's definitely a hobby of mine is to engage the interests of people. And to, I try my best to pull the best out of people. And you check up on people too. I definitely do that. I try to at least. If I don't check up on you and you listen to this podcast, I apologize. Text me and hold me accountable. You can call me out on I think I got thick enough skin. For our final question, ladies, what is your favorite scripture and why? For me, it's definitely Psalm 1833. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect or keeps my way secure. Just feel like as a leader and as an educator, a lot of times the students are like, how are you this way? Or how do you persevere through this or that? And I love being able to say, like, it's the Lord. And as a reminder to myself, like, remember the joy of the Lord is your strength. God is going to arm you with everything you need, and he's going to make sure you're strong enough to deal with the things that come in your life, and essentially that my way is perfect. So I love that one. Jerica. So mine is found in John 
And it is, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, that's what every wish that needs to be given to you for this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciple. And the reason why that scripture is important to me is because I just remember the time and place I was in my life where I just felt like super disconnected, um, that God wasn't hearing me. And this scripture came to me at that time. And it just reminded me that, like, I can come to the Lord for whatever I need. And if I remain in him, you know, he is able and willing to do what he said he's going to do. And so that scripture just really um, became my favorite scripture. And it's John, it's found in John 15, starting at verse 7. All right. And I would say mine would have to be 1 Corinthians 11, 1 where some versions say, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ, or other versions say, imitate me as you imitate Christ. And I would say the reason that is, is because I know for myself, there's people who I look up to and I watch what they do, but I only try to pull or mimic, I guess, the good habits or the things that exemplifies good behavior. And so I'm pretty sure that there's other people who, I guess you would say, model the same thing in me, where they're pulling the good things out of me. So as I follow the as I follow the example of Christ, I'm hoping that I'm making a good example or a good or an impact on their life in that positive way. So that's definitely the scripture that is currently my favorite scripture in my life verse right now. So Serena, what happened back in the day? All righty. So long before BuzzFeed and Myers-Briggs personality test, we had Robert Woodworth's psychoneurotic inventory, which pretty much the very first form or the backbone of personality test, right? What makes us who we are? It's a question for all time. And I kind of want to dive into this since we shared so much about who we are today. So let's go back and see what people in our society were doing to figure out who they were. In January 1915, less than a year into the First World War, Charles Myers, a doctor with the Royal Army Medical Corps, documented the history of a soldier known as Case 3, who was a 23-year-old private who had survived a shell explosion, and he woke up with a cloudy memory, and then he just found himself in the hospital, and they realized he's like this healthy-looking young man who was well-nourished, but obviously in an extremely nervous condition. They went on to call that shell shock, and now today we recognize this as the post-traumatic stress disorder that happens to a lot of soldiers in war. And it became so prevalent in the army that it alarmed the military and medical leaders as the condition sidelined soldiers in the war, which was just demanding scores of men on the front line. So they did a call to screen out enlistees with what I'm going to put quote unquote weak constitutions, right? Um, so this screening involved a whole bunch of questions. So less than two years after the United States entered World War One, about two million would-be soldiers had received a psychological evaluation. And some of the questions that made that final cut were, can you sit still without fidgeting? Do you often have a feeling of suffocating? Do you like outdoor life, right? So the test was scored, and if the score passed a certain threshold, that potential soldier would undergo an in-person psychological exam. 
So that's where we are today. I think it's interesting that in the beginning they said the best and brightest of our young men who we stake so much on, they seem to be failing ill. Either they're cowards or they have the constitutions like girls who are historically associated wow. with these kinds of ailments. So they're trying wow. to figure out, why are y'all being like <laughs> obviously obviously today we know like he's dead wrong but for them or really for us world war one was actually a watershed moment in terms of psychological testing so eventually they moved the testing beyond this kind of single-minded focus on neuroticism towards the more multi-dimensional testing which we see today with the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs and et cetera. You know, we love our personality tests. But it all started because of war. And obviously now they're much more sensitive to people who are going through shell shock and PTSD. So I there we have it back in the that. day. Yeah, me too. But the, but the shell, like I've heard the term shell shock. I've heard that before, but I didn't know that now that's what they're considering is PTSD. That's yeah, Yeah, and at first they were developing the test because they were trying to figure out, okay, this is happening to our men and it must be some weakness in them. Obviously we know now it's not, it's just the trauma that yeah. can happen to anybody. But back in the day, that's what it was. And it got us the personality test we have today. So shout out to uh, Mr. Woodworth, who's really the grandfather of all personality test. EB, what you expounding on today? Today I am expounding on something that I don't think we talk about enough. Sometimes we allow people who we know or who we love, in a sense, fight or fend for themselves. Part of that is watching the demise of someone else up closely. Other times it's not being able to help because you're just so unsure on what you can actually do. Other times people are so isolated or in a state of loneliness where they're not even sure who to reach out to. So today, September the 12th, um, comes an end to National Suicide Prevention Week, which is an annual week-long campaign in the U.S. to inform and engage health professionals and the general public about suicide prevention and warning signs of suicide. By drawing attention to this problem or this challenge of suicide in, the, in our country, the campaign also strives to reduce the stigma surrounding the topic as well as to encourage the pursuit of mental health assistance and support people who have attempted suicide. As part of the campaign, health organizations conduct depression screenings, including self-administered and online tests, and refer interested individuals to a host of resources and aid for them. And one of the reasons it just clicks for me, not only because this is National Suicide Prevention Week, but I just know these last few months, and for some of us as we still go through what's going on with this pandemic, it has led many people to a state of uncertainty, a state of depression, a state of utter shock, a state of just, I'm not sure what to do, and nobody cares about what I'm going through or what I'm dealing with. And some of the times where this really just, I guess, hits me a different way is when I see young kids, and I say young kids as an elementary and middle school and high school kids who, from what we know now, to commit suicide because of cyberbullying, which just is mind-boggling to me. And to know that from ages 10 to 34, that suicide is the second leading cause of death. And I sit here and look at myself that 
I'm not 34 yet, so I fit in this category. So, like, this could possibly be me. And so just thinking about that, thinking about people who are in your corner, in your family, people who you see, things that you may monitor on your social media timeline or news feeds, of just making sure that you're there for those people and you're not isolating them or degrading them or devaluing them when they're going through their different moments of life. Check on your people. Absolutely. Definitely check on your friends. So for We Recommend, Sharika, what you got for the people today? So today I have another app to recommend to you guys. And this app is called House Party. I have referred to this app in the past in one of the other episodes that we've done. I wanted to recommend that you guys check this app out. It is a video chatting app and you're probably thinking, okay, why do we need another one of those? But the cool thing about this app is that you have built in games in the app. So you can be video chatting with your family or friends and then you can hit the little button and play uno me and my mom were playing uno a couple days ago there's some trivia games and different things like that i have really been enjoying that during this little pandemic that's when it became new to me i don't know how long it's been out there but um shout out to my uncle steve and my cousin jamil who put me on this game i mean this app that has these games because it's it goes beyond just chatting you can actually interact with one another i wanted to share that with you guys today all right sabrina I would like to share with you guys today the VIA Inventory of Strengths. It is a psychological assessment measure designed to identify a person's individual profile of character strengths. It was created by Christopher Peterson and Martin Seldman, well-known researchers in the field of positive psychology. I love positive psychology, y'all. My master's degree is all about positive psychology, which aims to make people's lives more fulfilling rather than simply treating mental illness. Here's the thing. A lot of time growing up, you'll hear leaders and coaches or people at your job tell you to focus on your weakness and making those stronger. Unfortunately, that type of conventional wisdom leaves individuals and organizations struggling on a path to being mediocre. You have strengths. You can make your strengths 10 times stronger by knowing what they are and hounding in on them instead of going to your weakest thing, which honestly, let's just be real. You're probably never going to be that great at that and then trying to get that to some kind of mediocre level. My husband and I uh, took this strength, and it's free, you can just Google it, took the strength assessment. And I will just tell you guys, it was so refreshing for me. For example, I didn't know that my first strength was bravery. I would never consider myself a brave person. But then when I honed in on that, I was like, you know what, I am brave. If something needs to be called out, I'll call it out. I jumped out of the sky and I'm afraid of heights. Like that is a strength that I have. And another cool thing, if you have a partner to do it with them is because I noticed some of the things that are last on my list, like literally my last <laughs> strength is kindness and forgiveness. But those are my husband's top five. So I'm like, wow, look at us, babe. You're over here being kind. You're over here being <laughs> forgiven. And I'm over here bringing the zest for life and the bravery. <laughs> Let's go. You know, so definitely plug into that if you had the time. Definitely got to balance it. You got to balance it. Dynamic duo, it sounds like to me. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And so for me, mine's is not as energetic as Sabrina's and talking about your strengths. Or mine's is not as golden as connecting with family like Sharika and friends on house party but mine's is I would say just as valuable just as those two finding out your strengths and engaging with other people through an app if you are in a crisis or if you know somebody in a crisis like 
I know you might see the commercials or you might see even people, you know, last month in August, a lot of people was doing push-ups on social media for it. But call the toll-free National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. It's available 24-7, and this service is available to anyone, like young, old, average, mediocre, like wherever you're at in your life, if you need somebody to talk to, or if you're in a place of, I guess you could say, emotional distress, or you're having suicidal ideation, just contact the people who have the support and the resources that's available to you. To those of you who don't struggle in this area, but someone has shared some confidential information with you, I would encourage you, or I would recommend, please don't gossip about that individual. Mm -hmm. Try to encourage them to seek some form of support or help, because they came to you in probably a very vulnerable state, and they want to trust that it stays that way, and you don't want to just be gossiping about something that somebody else is going through. And that's why we sometimes see more and more situations like this happening because people just go to talking about people behind their back. And maybe sometimes you might be like me where you're like, I ain't got time to be talking to people about what I'm going through. But they even have where you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741 to connect with a counselor. And that's also 24-7. So it's just one of those things that whether you're figuring out your strengths whether you're engaging with your friends and your family on house party or you're going through some stuff that you're not even sure how to deal with it. These are the things that we're recommending to you this episode. Thanks for listening to The Kickback. If you're down with the squad, make sure you share it with your peoples and subscribe to the pod. Hit us up on your social media to email topics, comments, and questions that you have. And if life try to knock you down, just make sure you kick back. Until next week.